We're in the year of expectation. Hallelujah. The year of expectation. Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 18. Our lesson is going to come out of chapter 19, but I really wanted to just set the pace of what this story is going to be about today. And now it came about when he and David had finished speaking to Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him and himself. I want to read that again. And now it came about when David had finished speaking to Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him and himself for the third time. I want you to hear this because we're talking about friendships today. We're talking about relationships today. Now it came about when David had finished speaking to Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and David and Jonathan loved him and himself. When we think about this, I was thinking about this story and a movie came to me, James. Y'all know about it, New Jack City. Nino Brown and G Money and all of these young guys were running drugs. They were running the city. And at an early age, they begin to talk about, you know, they were the Cash Money Brothers and all of this other stuff. And going throughout it, they begin to grow. Everybody knows that in relationships, relationships grow. And the bigger they grow, you have to watch the attention of how they're managed. And so the Cash Money Brothers begin to grow. They begin to get all of this dough. I mean, they were trapping so hard, man, it, it, didn't, it didn't make no sense. You know what I'm saying? They bought an apartment building and leased out the apartment building, and they were running everything through this apartment building. I mean, running in dough. G-Money getting big, Nino Brown getting big. But in every relationship, you got to understand that in the beginning, we create agreements. Jonathan and David created a covenant. In the movie, y'all know how it goes. It got so big, and... You know, Nino Brown turned around and, you know what I'm saying, start talking to G-Money's girl and G-Money got mad because he was tapping his girl and all that other stuff and he got offended and so that began to break the relationship because of a girl. Y'all know about it, you know what I'm saying? We said that we would never date our friends. You know, when we were growing up, friends, you didn't date your boy's girl. You know what I'm saying? At least in the first two years. It was off limits. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't date your boy's girl. That was, and then you couldn't date my sister. If we was friends, you couldn't date my sister because I know that you dirty. You know what I'm saying? I, I know what you're trying to do. So that was just the rule, right? And if you broke the rule, I mean, it was consequences, right? So we all knew growing up that you can't date your boy's girl because that's his girl. You, you got to at least give it two years because within two years, they might get back with each other. You know what I'm saying? So... G Money's got a problem because he never talked about the problem. It, it, it influenced their relationship, and so he makes a side deal with Ice-T. Yeah, man, you help me, I help you. Not understanding that he's making a side deal with the enemy. When you've already said, I'm going to be loyal to the Cash Money Brothers, and, and, and money, relationships, as they grow, it will cause you to make decisions that you don't normally make because if you're not having the conversations and you don't remember, so they get down to the story, they get caught at the end of the movie. They come together. Nino Brown says, you made a side deal, didn't you? Yes, you did. You, you made a side deal. G-Money comes back. You forgot about me. 
You see what the relationship has done? Because of money, status, growth, social relationships, and begin to divide. And Nino was standing there saying, am I my brother's keeper? That's what you said to me. Am I my brother's keeper? G-Money responds and he says, we can go back to the way it was. Forget all of the girls, forget all of the money. And then because the relationship is soured, Nino says, G, it can never be the same. Because the trust was broken on both sides. He takes his gun out and he shoots his boy. Am I my brother's keeper? How many times have we faced relationships where we had to either place our life on the line for somebody else or we had to place our life on the line to save ourselves because the relationship that we thought was important is not really that important. When you look at the life of, of David and Jonathan, I, I want to begin to build this, 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 this bond of relationships, friendships, and loyalty. When we think about that word relationships, it is the state of being related or interrelated, the, the relationship connecting or binding participants in a relationship, kinship, a specific instance of type of relationship, a state of affairs existing between those having relationships or dealings. What is friendship? It is the state of being friends. It is the quality or state of being friendly. But but here's our here's our here's our focus. This is this is where we want to lay the foundation. This is where we want to begin to traffic this truth of of relationships. The what is a real friendship? It has to deal with loyalty. We want to focus on that today. We could have talked about trust. We could talk about confidence, but we want to talk about loyalty. What, what is loyalty? Very simple. It is the quality or state or an instance of being loyal. When you think about it, how many loyal friends do you really have? If you got more than five, you might want to look at that list. <laughs> if you got more than 10, you really want to look at your list. Loyal, because when we look at this, I want you to begin to just start checking out people in your life when you begin to look at this story. It, who is Jonathan? When we think about it, who is this guy Jonathan? When we look at it in the Bible, Jonathan is the son of Saul. He is next in line to inherit the king. He, he's next in line to, to do all the things that his father's doing. He, he's a part of the palace. He, he has everything that he needs. Jonathan is the guy. He, he, he's his father's son. But when we look at the characteristics, or if we want to talk about some attributes of what Jonathan means, or who is your Jonathan, who's a Jonathan in your life, you want to begin to examine loyalty and what it means to be loyal to people and what it means for people to be loyal to you because it says that it says that that when he saw Jonathan when Saul saw when when David and Jonathan came together they both were knitted together not only did Jonathan love himself but he loved David as he loved himself 
The Bible says that we should love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So, so when you love somebody, you're loving them as you love yourself. You're not loving them because you just want to love them. No, no, no. When you really love somebody, you show them the love that you give to yourself. Oh, that, that's real love. That, that's real love. Real love says that I will love you as I love myself. This is what Jonathan and David are doing. And, and Jonathan exemplifies this. But who's a Jonathan in your life? And what does Jonathan look like? What, what does he sound like? Pastor, if I want to begin to examine some relationships and friendships in my life, uh, and I want to think about who's a Jonathan in my life, you want to begin to look at Jonathan as the person you call a friend forever. Hmm. Jonathan is the person that freely gives of himself or herself with no strings attached. When, when you love somebody, you never make a list of what you're doing for that person. It's like you turn it around and say, I did this for myself. I did this for myself. I did this. You don't do that. You love yourself. And when you love yourself, you give the same love to other people. And love never makes a list. Love simply gives of itself freely. Yes. Come on now, with no strings attached. I, I taught a lesson last year called relentless love. That, that word relentless means that, that, that when you give it out, it may not come back the same way. Come on now. But you've got to give it out the same way you're giving it to yourself for you to really call it relentless love. That's why you got to be careful of singing that worship song. Y'all hear me? Jonathan is a person who will fight for you when you cannot. Jonathan is going to be that person in your life, he or she. They will stand up and fight for you when you cannot fight. Even when you want to fight, they'll say, no, 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 I had some guys like that. Man, I was a preacher's kid, y'all. I, I was such a preacher's kid that everybody in the neighborhood knew when it was time to go to church because my dad would walk out and blow the whistle and everybody would be like, time to go to church. The Graves boys got to go to church. <laughs> We'd be down the street playing the basketball and playing football and my dad would come out and blow that whistle. I was walking to school and I would walk to schools with, you know, when we were little, about maybe like 50 guys, it was a gang in the neighborhood, and they showed up to our house when we first moved there, and they wanted to talk to my sister. I'm like, nah, I can't do that. And I looked at my brothers like, we're going to have to probably fight our way through. We're probably going to get beat up. But I said, y'all cannot talk to my sister, man. And so they said, well, you know, because we like your sister, man, and we like you, you can walk to school with us. That was my protection. When they, when they went to do their trouble, they said, you go home. And make sure you run home because we know that your daddy is a preacher. And we know that you go to church. We know that you don't smoke weed. We know you don't drink and we know you don't cuss and all that other type. See, real friends will tell you who you really are. Real friends will be loyal to your upbringing. Real friends will, will, will clap back at you and be like, now you know you cussing don't even sound right, man. Like, come on, Graves. Like, just, just, just go to Sunday school, man. Bring us back to Sunday school lesson, man. I mean... I mean, we're going to keep on drinking and, you know, doing what we need to do, but just be you. That's what real friends do. Your Jonathan is the person who will forsake himself to, to protect others. They'll always put themselves in the line of fire. Let's get to this. I created an acronym 
for loyalty. When it, when it comes to loyalty, and I want you to see this, loyalty that lands, it loves, it extends, negotiates, defends, and it will stay. Did you hear that? Real loyalty, it'll love, it'll extend, it'll negotiate, it'll defend, and it will stay. When we think about Jonathan's loyalty to David, his loyalty showed his true love towards David. You can see it right there. Now Saul told Jonathan his son and all his servants to be put to death. But Jonathan, Saul's son, greatly delighted in David. So, so Jonathan told David saying, Saul, my father is seeking to kill you. Make sure that you guard, keep yourself guarded in the morning and stay hidden. Stay away. Loyalty exemplifies and it shows the true love of a person for you. He loved him so much that he didn't keep a secret. He loved him so much, James, that, that he did not allow his father's words to affect his relationship. He said, hold on, I love this brother too much. My father's trying to kill you, man. You need to watch out. How many times have you been in a relationship and, and you find out that somebody who said that they love you and told you that they loved you allowed things to be said about you that you never, that you had to find out in the midst of a fight. You had to find out through somebody else. And guess what they said? I mean, if I really love you, I didn't have to say, wait, hold on, my life is on the line and you ain't gonna tell me that, that, that the person that I'm serving, the person that I'm walking with is gonna take me out. I ain't never did nothing wrong. We, we're all in the same crew. I was just standing here talking to your dad and you ain't gonna tell me that this man is getting ready to kill me. You're not even gonna give me a chance to get away, to put my plan of action. I mean, you're not even gonna give me a chance to defend myself. You're just gonna say, I pray about it and I was praying that God would take it away and I just didn't want to start nothing and I just didn't want to seem like I was a, see th those are phony people loyal people will come to you with no excuse he simply came and he said watch your back my dad wants to kill you be on guard you're hiding now stay right here don't come out huh. Jonathan not only did that and when we think about it loyalty speaks to speaks to the hidden things They'll reveal things that, that you might not know that are happening behind your back. That's loyalty. God is so loyal that, that, that he'll tell you that your job is getting ready to fire you when they think that they're getting away. You might can't stop it, but he'll tell you they're about to fire you. You don't know when they're going to fire you. Start saving all that you can, they're going to fire you. They're going to fire you. They don't like you, so watch your attitude. Watch your disposition. Watch everything that's going on. His loyalty not only shows his love, but his loyalty pushed him to extend himself, to speak on David's behalf. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will speak with my father about you. If I find out anything, I'll come back and tell you, daughter. I, I, if, if they say anything that's out of the way, I'm going to come back and tell you. If, if they disrespect you, I'm going to come back and tell you. Why? Because I want you to know that I love you so much that I'm going to extend myself on your behalf uh, real loyalty is an extension of the person's character yes. it will extend itself it'll go out and stand next to his father hear it now loyalty loyalty does what it loyalty takes a chance even if your own reputation and well-being is at stake 
Oh, y'all just saw it. Y'all just saw it. It just, it just happened in our own government. They were so concerned about winning that they would rather live and take up for a lie. Come on now. Come on now. Real loyalty will say, hey, man, you're lying. Let's just deal with it. Let's just, let's just put it on the line, man. And, and I'm going to stand with you through the lie. See, that's the type of God we serve. He'll stand with you through a lie. He'll stand with you through the truth. He'll stand with you when you fail. And he'll stand with you in every area. That's the type of God that we serve. He's never ashamed of who he's standing next to. God only becomes ashamed when you deny him the ability to take up for you when you reject his hand that's when God now says I, I, I just don't know what else to do they're ashamed of me why come on now he, he, he shows his love and then loyalty pushes him to extend himself not only that his loyalty positioned him to negotiate David's safety Ah, come on now. Then Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Do not let the king sin against thy servant David, since he has not sinned against you, and since his deeds have been very beneficial to you. I'm, oh, come on now. Loyalty points to the truth and the character of the person. When you're defending somebody and when you're, when you're negotiating somebody's truth, you got to tell the truth. Wait, you're lying. That person is not that. He did not do that. And I don't understand why you're getting ready to sit. He, he tells his father, the king now, come on. He's talking to his father and then he's talking to the king. The king has the right to turn around and kill his own son. The father has the right to turn around and say, whose side are you on? I thought you were on my side. Here it is. I thought that blood was thicker than water. Loyalty. Loyalty will always outlast that statement. How many of our families are broken because we said blood is thicker than water? <laughs> because you don't want to be left out. You don't want to be called a black sheep. How many friendships have we placed blood is thicker than water? And you know that the person that is in the line of fire did not do what is being placed upon them. The accusations. Come on now, think about it. Real loyalty says, why would you commit a sin? He told his father that he was going to sin against David. That's real loyalty. He's calling his father out and he's stepping up as a man to say, you know that everything that he's done has been beneficial to you. He's made you look good in front of everybody. He's done everything, everything that you've asked him to do. He didn't do it for himself. He did it for his country. But you fired the man after you get acquitted. He's a coward. He's a loser. And then you fire everybody that spoke up because they were supposed to speak up on behalf of the people. Come on now. Jonathan understood that David was fighting on behalf of the people. Who? But then you get people that think that they're higher and they're bigger and you fire innocent people. You embarrass this man. He's taking bullets in his body. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. He, he's taking shrapnel. And he's been fighting for his country, but because you get mad because he told the truth, you fire him. How many friends do we have like that? That you show up and everybody be like, eh, 
excuse me. The church is the worst place to feel it. You expose me. I didn't expose you. I'm, I'm taking up for my friend. I, I'm taking up for my brother or my sister. His loyalty shows love. It extends. It negotiates. But then here it is. His loyalty granted him the courage to defend David's honor for he took his life in his hands and struck the Philistines and the Lord brought about a great deliverance for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood by putting David to death with no cause? Why are you going to ruin this person's character? Why are you going to ruin their name just because you don't like them? And just because you, you know, back in the day, if you dress good, if you had the tretons on, if you had the Jordash jeans on, and you had the best girl, or you had something that somebody else didn't like back in the day, they just didn't like you. And they would start a fight. Because he didn't like you. You had the bullies. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they would have the same thing on that you got on, but they didn't like you for some odd reason. And everybody's standing around like, I mean, I don't want to fight. I mean, I don't want to mess up my shoes. and I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get suspended. And, and you're standing there like, I ain't got no help. Like, I mean, come on. Like, like y'all know I don't have no chance against this person. Whew. How many loyal friends do you have in your life? that look like Jonathan in your life. If you could just think back over the last decade, the last 10 years, how many Jonathans came to your rescue and said, I'm going to pull you out and I'm going to make sure that you stay hidden until I take care of it. I, I, I want to stand up for you. I want to fight for you. Relationships. Your friendships are so important that, that you have to have a Jonathan in your life. A Jonathan who loves who extends, who negotiates, defends, but here it is, loyalty defends at all costs. Say it. Say, my loyalty to God defends at all costs. When you're loyal to somebody, you're putting it all on the line. When you're defending somebody's name and you're defending their character, but here it is, you got to know who you're defending. Jonathan knew who he was defending by the spirit. He, he said, when I saw this man, I knew that there was something pure and innocent about him. I, I know how it feels to be embarrassed. I know how it feels to be called out. I, I, I know how it feels when people don't understand you. And you're just coming off the road, Zane, with, with R. Kelly and touring, and they put you in the, in the front and you start leading praise and worship and they're snatching the microphone away from you and rebuking you and rebuking you because you didn't know how to defend me because you don't know who I am by the Spirit. You only see the person you heard about me. And sometimes we defend people off of what we've heard about them not what we know about them come on now he knew something he knew the God and when you keep reading this story Jonathan's father was so angry not because David was better than him he was angry because he knew that God's hand was upon them people don't like you because they know that you have favor that they don't have People know that you have a grace that they don't have. 
People know that you have mercy that they don't have. People know that you have a relationship with God that they're trying to get to and you've got it and they're jealous of what you have in the spirit. They're jealous of your anointing. They're jealous of your grace. They're jealous of the God that has his hand on you and because you've been doing a good job in managing that relationship with you and God. It says that he was angry because he kept pleasing him and he kept doing the right thing. People, are get, people get upset because you are doing the right things. You ain't going to cheat on your wife. Come on, Grace. You henpecked and you all of this other stuff. So you start shutting the doors on me. Because I want to do. You, I can't minister with y'all because I want to love my wife. Are y'all kidding me? I, 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 can't, I can't go out with y'all because... I don't drink or I don't smoke. I mean, come on now. I mean, we can still be friends, but I don't have to do what you do. But then think about it. If your friends got to put up what they're doing versus what you won't do, them ain't your friends. Them just some people that you used to hang with. Your friends will say we all do the same thing. We all speak the same language and we all pray to the same God. We all love the same God. We all, be, we all know that Jesus Christ died on the cross and he rose again. Now, how you get baptized, that's not really important. You might say Jesus' name. I might say Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But your essentials don't affect who we are because we understand one premise. That Jesus is the living Christ. That God is the living Father. And that the Holy Ghost is what gives me power. As long as we can agree on all three, we're straight. Come on now. We've fallen out over essentials. They believe in Jesus' name. I believe it. You believe in Jesus' name. I believe in Father, Son, Holy Ghost. It's still Jesus' name. Why are we falling out? We fall, our families are falling out because you go to a church that shouts and they go to a church that is quiet. We're both going to church and we're both hearing the word of God and we're both safe. So why are we falling out? <laughs> Come on now. Think about the, the things and the essentials that divide us. Come on now. When we think about it, his loyalty allowed him the power to stand. Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan. And Saul vowed, as the Lord lives, that he shall not be put to death. His loyalty show love. His loyalty was an extension of his love. His loyalty caused him to defend, to negotiate, to defend. But then his loyalty gives him what? The power to stand. Think about it. How many people have fallen to the ground when they were supposed to stand for us? This, this generation, and I apologize some years ago because I'm a part of it, but, but because I'm, I'm a man of the cloth and I'm a pastor now, I, I have to apologize on the other side. The, the generations before us and behind us, well, the generation before us dropped us. They, they dropped us. 
They dropped us. They, they put all of this word in us and they told us to love God. They told us to trust God. But then when we started trusting God out of the box, they start dropping us. Start dropping us. Start dropping us. Start dropping us. Start. No, 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 no. You got to do it this way. You got to. Uh, uh, uh. God is telling me to do it a whole nother way. You put God in my life. You said, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. Acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he shall direct you in the way. The Bible says, train up a child in the way that you shall go. No, no. It says, train up a child in the way that they should go. We're training them to do what we want them to do, not what God wants them to do. And so our generations have fallen, and we've got this false sense of loyalty. Loyalty says that you never speak up when wrong is done. Loyalty says that you never defend somebody because blood is thicker than water. And because it's our family, it stays in the family. Whatever happens in the family stays in the family. And now you got kids growing up, don't know who their daddy and mama is. Don't know if they were born out of wedlock. Don't know if they were born in marriage because nobody wants to talk about it. My wife dealing with breast cancer. All her life she had issues but nobody ever told her that breast cancer is in your family so at an early age she could have been saying I'm going to the doctor at 12 instead of going to the doctor when she got 27 loyalty to secrets loyalty to disease our, our grandfathers died how did he die he was just sick the man died because he had liver cancer because he was an alcoholic all his life. He only been free of alcohol for the last 15 years. But you don't know that until you go to the doctor. With prostate cancer, you say, where did this come from? Oh, well, you know, your grandfather, why didn't y'all tell me? I would have started getting checked out because they say most men, you don't get your prostate checked till 50. But if it's in your family, you got to get it checked early. Think about the loyalty that our families have taught us to be loyal to. Loyal to lies. Loyal to secrets. And you living with that secret all your life. And you're like, what am I supposed to do? Who am I going to tell? How many children are growing up and they don't know who their fathers are? And we don't want to tell them. Because I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. Well, the child is going to grow up with the deficiency of a lie. And then he or she is going to birth another lie. And then it's going to become another lie. Another lie. And then now you're wondering why kids just walking around lying because they were birthed out of a lie. Jonathan makes it real clear. Ain't no secrets here. I love you so much, David, that I'm going to tell you that the man that I love is getting ready to kill you. And if you're smart, you'll listen to me. If you're smart enough, you will allow my love to figure this out. If you're smart enough, you'll allow me to extend my hand for you. If you're smart enough, you'll, you'll let me negotiate the deal for you. If you're smart enough, you'll let me defend you. If you're smart enough, you'll let me stand for you. Real loyalty. It's never one-sided. It's two-sided. I need y'all to come back next week for part two. Think about it. How many people do you have in your life that looks like this? Guess what we say? God is with me. No, God is not Jonathan. He's God. 
All right, I'm going to set that straight. God cannot be Jonathan. Jonathan has to be in human, living, breathing form. God is not your Jonathan. He's your God. And because he's God, he's God in Jonathan's life. And because he's God in Jonathan's life, he will allow Jonathan to be God in your life. But the problem is, is that we don't know how to accept real loyalty. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep it for next week, Tiara. I'm going to keep it next week. Part two next week says real loyalty does the same thing. It's never one-sided. Loyalty is a place where two people do this. God says, will you be loyal to me? God says, will you defend me? God says, will you fight for me? Because I'm already fighting for you. How many times have we allowed God's loyalty to be one-sided? How long are we going to sit here and allow our generations to, to not be loyal to a God who's never sleeping? Loyal to a God who's always been there, will be there, and will never leave us, never forsake us. Come on, stand on your feet. As you lift your hands today. I want you to think about your relationship. This was, a, this was a natural relationship. But I want you to think about your relationship between you and God. Are you loyal to God as God is loyal to you? Or let me just give it to you like this. Are you allowing God to be loyal in your life? I want to put it like that. Are you allowing God the chance to prove his love for you? Have you given God enough room to extend himself for you? I want to fight for you. I, I want to speak for you. Uh, uh, are you allowing God to negotiate the plans of your safety and to negotiate the plans and the call and the purpose that I've called you to do? You're, you're in some trouble right now when you're going through some hardships. So will you allow the loyalty of God to negotiate your freedom? Or will you turn and look across the street and hear somebody else say, he ain't going to do it, man. Will you allow God to defend you? His loyalty. He, he's so loyal that he will defend you at all costs. Will you allow him to stand for you? God's loyalty in our life wants to stay in that. That's the type of personal relationship that God wants to have with you and I. A relationship that Jonathan showed to David. I will love you. I will extend myself. I will negotiate on your behalf. I'll defend you and I will stand right next to you. I'll even stand at the enemy's door and fight for you. If that's what I have to do to show you how much I love you and to show you how much I want to have a relationship with you, it's all about a personal relationship. Come on, make this declaration. Say, my relationship with God is a personal relationship that shows his love, his extended hand, his ways that negotiate my safety. His plan 
a protection that defends me and the power that he uses to stand with me through it all. My relationship, my friendship with God is a personal relationship. They always, they always taught us that church is never personal. Church is personal. You know when people tell you, don't take it personal. I mean, it's just, it's just a way of life. No, I take it personal because when, when you're loyal to something, you take it personal. God takes it personal that we get up and we don't say thank you. God takes it personal that we don't look around and say thank you. God takes it personal that we don't look around and say, thank you for grace. Thank you for love. Thank you for mercy. It's, it's personal. This ain't no corporate CEO thing where, you know, he got 401k invested into it and stocks and bonds. And his personal time was invested in creating you. So he's become loyal to what he created created you to be the head and not the tail. If you want to be saved today, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to lift your hands. If you just simply want to, I want you to lift your hands. You, you, want, to, you want to be saved today. I want you to lift your hands. If you can, lift it high for me. You're here. You want to be saved. You want to accept him into your life. I want you to just come and just stand next to me. Don't be afraid, everybody. Close your eyes. If you want to accept Christ into your life, just come stand next to me. You, you, you want to rededicate your life. You want to recommit. You want to re-engage your salvation. Come on now. You want to re-engage that commitment that you made to God. And you, you want to bring to life that confession that you made years ago. That I believe that, that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and he rose with all power in his hand. And you, you want to just re-engage and, and, and reawaken that confession that you said that I want Jesus Christ to be my Lord and living Savior forever. If that's you, I want you to come here. If you're hearing, you just want to receive the power of the Holy Ghost, Pastor. What do you mean, Pastor G? The power of the Holy Ghost, it'll cause you to live right. It'll cause you to be loyal to a God that only wants a relationship with you. He wants communion. It's the power that causes you to think right. It's the power that'll cause you to stay the course. It's the power that will defend you. The power of God that'll lift you out of a place where you've been broken, bruised, and battered. power of the Holy Ghost will cause you. If you fit into one of those three areas, raise your hand. Hallelujah. Come on, stand with me.